Hey, Guru, let's go live to Tasmania oh. with uh, the great Troy Luff. And Luffy was actually there last night at the SCG for Buddy 1000. Luffy, good morning, mate. And how was that unbelievable moment? Morning, Steve. Morning, Buttes. Oh, look, it was fantastic. Um, now, I was instructed by the uh, the Triple M producer that if he does kick it, you have to run on the ground. That wasn't like whether I should or shouldn't. You have to run on the ground. And as it got closer, uh, after he kicked his third goal, if, if you actually watch the footage, all the people in the stands in the upper decks all came down to the bottom. Every aisle was full of people, and the security basically just stood at the gates waiting to open them once he kicked it. There was, there was no chance it was never going to happen, that people were gonna, not going to run on the ground. They knew that it was pointless trying to stop it, so it was just safer to open the gate. And as soon as he kicked the ball, there were literally thousands of people running onto the ground. Now, if he missed that goal, yeah. there would have been a huge delay because there was literally thousands of people already yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And I just waited for everyone to stream past me down the aisle before I actually went out onto the ground. And, and look, looking at the footage now from the TV cameras, it was just like ants running to, to get a yeah. dead fly. It was just amazing. And, and I've been on the ground probably four or five times when players have kicked 100 or Plugger kicked his 1,300 or something like that. But this was just, this was insane. It was crazy, but it was safe crazy. It was just yeah. so exciting. Uh, Luffy, how close did you get, right? Because I'm assuming that they just said, you've got to get out on the ground. And once you got out there, like, I don't know how close you got. Secondly, mate, what I did love, and I love the way that you said it was safe crazy, because... You know, we were talking about it earlier. Should they had more guards around him, whatever. You know what? I love the fact that he was able to enjoy that moment. And as exhausted as he looked, as he got off the fa- as he got off the field, because he was, you know, getting pummeled from left, right, and centre. But it was all oh, done. There was there was no bad intent. No, if you look at the like, as he had the shot for goal, obviously security were ready to run out there, but. Before they had a chance, everyone ran past security. And most of the security guards are 120 kilos, so they're not going to run too fast anyway. So they had no chance of getting anywhere near Buddy at all. And so so he was mobbed by supporters. And he had some of the players that were trying to sort of get around him and protect him. But if you look at Buddy's face, he was excited. Now, who wouldn't be excited to see literally tens of thousands of people running out on the ground just to get a piece of you. And I got, I probably got close to him after about 10 minutes when people started to walk off. I wanted to see what it was like, and I got over to where the pack was, and I just went, this is crazy. It's just, you know, in the day of mobile phones, there's hundreds of mobile phones hold, you know, held up in the air trying to, to video this, this one moment, and probably the last moment in AFL history that someone will actually kick a 1,000 goals. I, I honestly can't see it happening again. When, when Plugger kicked his 1,300th goal, it was right near the boundary, and so security were able to get there quick enough and form a ring around him. But last night, there was a zero chance of that ever happening. If, uh, if Luffy had got close, he might have overshadowed the moment because the commentators would have been dis- distracted by a guy who's still playing well into his 50s. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not too many people still playing well into their 50s, but I was well disguised, just wearing a your flannelette shirt. I looked like a Westie from the western suburbs of Sydney, so I was hidden. Yeah, Luffy, Gary Birkinshaw here, mate. How are you? Oh, g'day, Gaz. How are you up How there? Are you, mate? Yeah, mate, good, good. And you're in Tasmania at the moment, mate. You've got a game on this afternoon? 
Yeah, there's a. It's called relive the rivalry. What it is, it's it's Tasmania versus the Victorian All Stars. So it's it's basically the rest of Australia that play, and it's full of ex players. Uh, you know, probably the, the the big headline act would be Brendan Favola, and you know he's still fit. In the last game he had a couple of years ago, I think he kicked. 10 goals or something like that. Uh, Jason Ackermanis runs around. David Rhys-Jones is the coach of one team. Peter Hudson has been the coach previously for the other. Like, it's just a, a long list of ex-AFL players and all for good cause. It's all for mus- muscular dystrophy. And uh, and it's at Hewenville today, which is about half an hour out of Hobart. And they're expecting probably 4,000 people or so. It's only just a small suburban ground. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just great to come down for a good cause. And I must say, I'm very tired after the, the, the long delay in uh, the last quarter last night. It went for an hour, the last quarter for an hour. So by the time I got out of the SCG and got home, it was about 11.30 and up at quarter to six. So <laughs> slept all the way on here on the plane. Mate, do the fans know they're the 4,000 fans today? Do they know that you're sitting on 998 goals and uh, <laughs> a chance of cracking? Probably 998 <laughs> games, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just looking at uh, some of the players here. So apart from Michael O'Loughlin, who is one of our all-time favourite players, leaping Leon Davis is going to play on the half-forward line. Who else up? Michael Riscatelli. Daryl White is there. Luffy, you're running off the half-back line. I thought you might be a little further forward, ready, as Butte nah, said. It's, it's easy to play in the back line in these games because you literally pay no attention to your direct opponent. And when you're in the forward line, everyone's just hungry for a goal. So get in the back line, you get an easy touch. In all your years in AFL, has anything matched what you saw last night? Oh, look, as I said, I was on the field when Tony Lockett kicked his 1,300th goal. That, that's pretty hard to, to match. I was on the, on the field a couple of times when Plugger kicked 100 goals. I was on the field when Gary Ablett kicked 100 goals down in Geelong one game. But, uh, you know, even actually at the end of 96, when we beat West Coast Eagles to actually finish on top of the ladder, the crowd rushed onto the ground. And, and so, you know, because, because I'm personally involved in that, that's a lot better than watching it happen to someone else. Uh, you know, it was obviously it was amazing last night. It was fantastic, and, and it was great to see all the fans get out there. Um, but, but as far as personal experience goes, I think the ones that I've been involved in were probably a little bit better for me, that is, anyway. Yeah, I, I heard Jonathan Brown last night say back in the studio that, you know, when he played against Buddy, sometimes it was just like you're enjoying the show from the other end, even though your team is getting cream, because he said when Buddy's on... There's no one like him in AFL history. No, you're right. And and there's players, you know, throughout, you know, the last few decades that just being out there on the field to watch and play and and as I said, I was lucky enough to be out in the field when Gary Ablett kicked a hundred goals and, and he is an absolute legend. He's one of the only other five players, well, six now, that have kicked a 1,000 goals. And, you know, to be on the field when he was at his best, or Tony Lockett, you know, kicking 13, 14, 15 goals in, in a game of football. It's just, it's, it's amazing to be out there on the field to actually experience it and, and watch it, even when he was playing for St Kilda, just to watch him do that. Um, you know, back in the older days, even going way back to players like Kelvin Templeton to watch him play and, and kick bag full of goals. It was just spectacular. It's phenomenal, Gluffy, to think how much the game has changed in 20, 30 years. You know, we're unlikely to see another player, you know, plenty of commentators are saying this, we're unlikely to see another player crack that 1,000-goal mark. Um, but the feats of Plugger Lockett, who kicked 1,360, like if you put it in perspective now, that's another five or six seasons 
of Buddy Franklin still playing. Like, it's just absolutely phenomenal, the, the change in style of the game. You've got to look at the, the average goals per game, and Plugger was, was five or just over five goals per game. I mean, that, that's oh. phenomenal to think that you, yeah, that's your average. You know, yeah. he kicked 10 goals so many times. I think, uh, I think Peter Hudson has the best average. I think he was, he was close to six goals a game. I mean, imagine that's your average, kicking that many goals. Yeah. And, and that's never going to happen again, never. You know, like... The, the the leading goal kicker at the end of the season now is in their 60s and 70s. So to imagine yeah. they're going to kick 100, 100 consistently and then kick 1,000 goals. I mean, Buddy took eight years to kick his first 500 and it's taken him over 10 years to kick his second 500. So yeah, that's 18 years of football. I mean, your players aren't going to play 18 years of football. It's just unheard of. Yeah, it was a truly unforgettable night. Luffy, enjoy your time in Tassie. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and we'll talk soon. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Have a good weekend.